Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Co-host with me, Chris, you there? I'm here, James. Chris, we got a good lineup today. I'm ready for it today. Are you ready? Oh, boy. They, well, they, they've, they've already started talking without us. Can you believe that? <laughs> well, we got Abe. Abe, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How's it going? Good, good. Good to have you back on. And then we got the prophet. Uh, Wayman, you there? I am most certainly here, sir. And then we got Chris Brent. Back from vacation. Brent, you back? How was the vacation? <laughs> oh, it was awesome, man. How you guys doing? Good, good. <laughs> well, before Chris dive in on y'all, I'm going to dive in on y'all. Then let her roll, but I already know. We already got to have to talk about Kevin <coughs> Stan, Abe, Cowboys. But anyway, <laughs> I know Chris got some questions, too. But uh, Abe brought something up, you know, guys. Um, they're going to release Tony on Thursday. Um, how you guys feel about that? And uh, give us one team that you think he probably should go to and why. Uh, let's start with you, Abe, since it's your Cowboys. You know what, right, well, we're going to start with it, you. Let's start with Brent. He's back from vacation because we're going to let A go last okay. to hear what he got to say. So we go with you, Brent, back from vacation. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's uh, That's a great question. Where where does Romo go? Um, <laughs> I honestly think the the two teams that would put up the most fight for them, you know, actually mentioned earlier, would be the Broncos or the Niners. Um, they both need a quarterback, uh, and you know, Romo's taking the Cowboys to the playoffs. He's never won the show, but he's a he's a seasoned vet. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not a Romo fan at all, uh, but uh, but. Yeah, if, if it's if it's any two teams, I, I think it would be the the Niners um, for the most. I mean, the, you got to get rid of Kaepernick. Uh, he's yeah, um, but yeah, um, Broncos or the Niners. That's that's the best I got. You disagree with that, don't you, Wayman? Uh, I disagree with half of that. I mean, I, I think he would. Uh, the Broncos. Uh, at least the Broncos feel that they're only a quarterback away from being a championship contender. They said that Romo is going to do a uh, Peyton Manning type tour and tour all these teams just like Manning did before he makes his decision. So I think if they can make the money work, the Broncos would be a good fit on paper. I don't think Romo is who people thought he was. He, he hasn't even taken the the Cowboys to where a rookie did during his whole career. Um, I think the second option he should look at is right there at home, which is the Texans. Just like the Broncos, the Texans have a great defense. They have a great running back. They have a great receiver. I think the expectations would be a little lower in Houston. Um, They only have to win about eight games every year to win that division. I think Romo could step right in there, win eight or nine games, and be a savior in Houston. If he goes to the NFC West, or not NFC, AFC West, with the Raiders, with the revamped Chargers, with Kansas City, that's going to be a tougher sled uh, to haul. The pressure obviously would be a lot more um, because the Broncos aren't looking to just be competitive. They feel they have a small window, and they want to win right now. So for me, those probably would be the ideal two teams. And what quarterback in his right mind no matter how much money they threw at him, would go to the 49ers. <laughs> nobody wants to go. No, nobody wants to go. I mean, just being serious, I don't think that's a good fit. Romo only has a couple of years left in his career. The 49ers are a rebuilding team. If you're going for, from a strictly uh, financial standpoint, maybe the Niners make sense. But if he's trying to get a championship, win a Super Bowl, and be competitive, mm-hmm. The Niners are definitely off of everybody's uh, list. Uh, here we go. Eight. <laughs> well, uh, I I agree with Wayman uh, on the you know on what he said about the two teams as far as Houston or Denver. 
Um, and I believe that at one point in time, uh, Denver probably would have been a good fit for him. Uh, but uh, it's it's uh, it's kind of shaky now because they've got a new head coach. Now I, I believe that you know under uh, Coach Kubiak's system, he 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 could have done well in that system. Uh, but you know we're at uh, we're a little guessing here as as far as far as what uh, the new coach is going to do there in Denver. So uh, with that said. Um, you know, Houston's right in his backyard. Uh, so yeah, but you know, here's the thing is ultimately, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's going to boil down to what, whatever he's comfortable, Tony Rome was comfortable with, you know? And, uh, so, you know, like Wayman was saying, he's going to do these Peyton Manning style tours of, of the teams. And then, and then probably decide from there. So, uh, you know, whatever, whatever he's comfortable with, he, he, I think he'll go with. But, you know, I think those are the the, the two best bets uh, that I can see. Good. Then your team. You don't want him there. You know, I you know I'm 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 kind of torn with him. I mean, yeah, you you can see what Peyton Manning did at the end of his career and came in and, and won a Super Bowl, but he was just, you know, kind of hanging by a thread there. Um, but on the other hand, you know, how good is he, you know, at this point in his career? He hasn't really shown a whole lot, and, and we all know how susceptible he is to injuries. So I, I think it's interesting, Wayman, you, 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 when we were before the show started, you talked about, you know, they have this, like, handshake <laughs> that, that, that was kind of... Uh, you know, talked about a little bit between uh, um, Elway and, and Romo, you know, this kind of deal that they have worked out. Um, but who knows? You know, I, 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 I do think that Denver's where he really wants to be at. He's been talking about it openly. I, and, and you were talking about the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders is where he wants to go. You know, they have Carr. They have Derek Carr. I mean, I don't see him going there at all. No, I think Wayne would say he want to be in that um, division with Raiders over there because Raiders are up and coming team is good, so he'd rather be fit in Houston. So that's what he meant with that. Okay. And go to. Am I right, Wayman? Yeah, no, I'm just saying that Romo, at this stage of his career and wanting to win, you're going to face more scrutiny in Denver. You're going to face more competition in the AFC West than you would. In right. Houston, where all they want to do is make the playoffs and maybe win a game and have a quarterback that can complete a downfield pass. I mean, I think Houston would be happy just to be able to have a quarterback that can, you know, throw it to one of the top receivers in the league. So I think Romo, looking at your options, I mean, of course, Denver's going to be a great option. He's friends with Elway, but you're going to face much stiffer, stiffer competition. The fans in Denver are rabid. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. Hmm. Abe, did you hear that? You and I are rabid. Yeah, don't forget, uh, don't forget the, uh, the Cowboys do play Denver this year uh, in the regular season. So that could be uh, quite the competition between the two teams if, if Tony Romo does show up in Denver. Oh, I would love okay. it. I would love it. But in Tony Romo fashion, I'm sure he'd throw a pick to the Cowboys in the last couple of minutes. Uh, to give the Cowboys a game. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's switch quarterbacks now. Um, Chicago talk about getting Mike Glenn. You know, I think that's another bomb than with Jay, Jay Cutler. I mean, you had Mike Glenn and hit that one good year. Don't get me right. Uh, did he play for Green Bay? He had that six-touchdown game. Am I right? Am I talking about the right one? No, no, no. Mike Glennon has always been in Tampa Bay. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's talk about getting him. And paying them all this money. I mean, what's up with Chicago paying all these bum quarterbacks all this money? Uh, who want to go first? If I can jump in, it's what I said last week when we got in an argument about Gordon. Teams are going to pay and overpay for certain players on teams. And like, and out of your own mouth, you have Josh McNown uh, going on a on a on a on a team by team tour. 
You have Glennon, who's been a perennial backup um, and doesn't have very many starts under his belt. Um, you have Fitzpatrick from the Jets that is going to wind up on somebody's roster this year. Teams are still interested and intrigued by Johnny Manziel. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is. But you achieve and get to a certain level, and teams are going to overpay. Even look at Kirk Cousins, who I said last week stands to be the highest-paid player in the NFL over a three-year span, $95 million. Um, The Redskins have made the playoffs one time uh, in his tenure. And he was so bad at one point, they even went back to RG3. This is a quarterback that is going to set the standard for the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL. So I don't care who you are, what you are. If you play quarterback in the NFL, you're going to get overpaid. What do you think, Brett? (laughs) Man, um, after that, I don't know. uh, That was kind of a perfect comment there by Wayman. Um, The NFL is the king of overpay. There's, for some reason, there's not enough talent, uh, in especially in the quarterback realm, um, and I, I I don't know why. Um, it, people disappear. Um, I, I'm trying to think of you know college quarterbacks that. Uh, sorry, I, I I can't think, but um, yeah, guys like Kirk Cousins, uh, Fitzpatrick. Um, he, even I don't know. It makes Tony Romo look good, but you know he he's he's in the he's in the complete same category as far as overpaid uh, without talent. Maybe Chicago should jump on the try to jump on the Tony Romo bandwagon and make the playoffs again. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I I I completely agree with what Wayman had to say. Quarterback is way overpaid. Let, 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 let me let me step in here for a moment. With in Chicago, in order to play in Chicago, you actually have to have a team to play for. They, they, <laughs> they they're not they're not keeping Elshon Jeffries around, so they're not going to have much of a team left. Not at all. You agree with that, mate? Well, I I think you know when you have only a a handful of guys to choose from, you know I think a lot of these teams are looking at it like you know we'll get a guy. We'll, we'll stick with him here for a couple of years and see if we can't develop him. You know, I think that's what uh, Houston did with uh, Brock Osweiler. It didn't pan out. Uh, you know, I think uh, when Denver moved to uh, Peyton Manning, I think that, you know, he kind of developed there. You know, it was it was a little bit of a change for him. I mean, don't get me wrong, he was a great quarterback to start with, but, you know, he, he did develop. I think with that team, so I, I think that you know they, they, they that's their their thinking behind that, and uh, that's that's kind of how they're doing things these days. If, if I can jump in just real quick, I just now got an update on my phone that uh, Brian Hoyer is expected to sign a multi-year deal with the Forty ers so they're out, and that's oh, great. Wow. The Forty ers are just going to keep getting worse. Wow, <laughs> I, thought, I thought Hoyer was going to stay with stay with Chicago. Multi-year deal with the Niners tomorrow. Wow. wow. Yeah, but, I mean, I know what you're saying, Wayman, they're paying these quarterbacks, but look what happened with Brock. I mean, it didn't work out. I mean, you keep paying all these bums, sexy screen quarterbacks like that, like Hoyer. He ain't going to do nothing mm-hmm. with 49ers. I mean, he's got to take them to the championship. Mm-hmm. ain't going to win no game. I mean, even what I think, uh, when, I mean, Abel, Brent, I can't remember, Kavanaugh. I mean, somebody got to pay him, you know, and, He's not going to do anything. So you're right. spending the money in the wrong place. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, I'll just keep going back to the fact that outside of the Patriots and the model they have, every team that has paid a quarterback over $20 million a year has not won a Super Bowl. You go back to Aaron Rodgers winning. He's only won one Super Bowl. You go to Russell Wilson, even though the argument can be made he should have another one, he's only won one. Ben Roethlisberger, once he started making the big money, uh, the guy in Baltimore, every time you overpay for these quarterbacks, you have a deficit on your team. Aaron Rodgers is great. He has no defense. Um, Russell Wilson is great, has a great defense, no offensive line. 
Um, you know, so you're right. Once you start to overpay and pay these extreme inordinate amounts for one position on your team, it takes away from the other players that you can sign. Except to the Patriots because they don't pay any damn body but Brady. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. You know what? Oh. I'm going to take a break, Chris, and then we have you ask a question. Sounds good. Let's take a break, and then we come back, and we'll have Chris take over for a little bit. And then we're at the second half. We'll talk about college basketball, a little North Carolina and all that. I know Brett waited for that. Oh, he, my ear off. he blew my ear <laughs> off of work today. I had to listen. But we'll be right back. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. I'm here, James. Go ahead, Chris. Make it happen. All right, guys. So um, we were talking about what's going on with with possibly Romo coming playing with the Broncos. And over the break, you know, Abe brought this up. Um, the question I have, you know, what, what, what does this say about the other quarterbacks, Denver quarterbacks, Simeon and, and Lynch? You know, what, what are they going to do? So, Abe, let's go with you since you brought it up. Well, you know, it's... Uh... It's hard to say. I mean, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know that that uh, Tony Romo will will automatically uh, be set to be the the starting quarterback. I mean, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna put him through his paces and and make him work and see what he he can do and how how quick he can uh, adjust to the the style of play that that's gonna go on there. So I, I believe that you know it'll it'll end up being a competition between the the two or three uh, quarterbacks there, you know, uh, Simeon and Lynch uh, and Romo. So, but uh, you know that that's that's uh, that's a little further down the road. You know, I mean we 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 don't we we still really don't know where where he's going to end up. So, but it, I mean if that's the case, he does end up with the the Broncos, and I think. I think that's the, the the direction it will go. Yeah. Okay, Brett. What do you think about that? If if you if you were Simeon and and or Lynch, what what would you be what would you be doing at this point? Um, hoping they don't sign Romo because <laughs> one of them's probably going to get traded for draft picks. Hmm. <laughs> um. You know you've. Because he's got Chicago needing a quarterback, 
I I don't think Houston would would even want a Simeon. Um, San Francisco just signed Hoyer, so they're out, right? So, mm-hmm. um, Redskins, they're used to losing. Maybe they let go of Kirk Cousins <laughs> and try Simeon and, and keep losing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know where they'd go, but I know one of them's going to go if they sign Romo. But yeah, I still. I don't know. I, I still. I can. St- I still say. Yeah, Denver's got a shot. I, I was saying San Francisco, but that's done. So maybe Houston, um, which Wayman was pointing out earlier, Houston's still got a chance. That or that or he's going to have to. Sorry about that. It's not me. Um, that or he's going to have to go to Chicago or Washington, which I don't think Romo wants to stay in the NFC East or would. So, yeah. Wow. Maybe Denver's looking a little bit better. So, who knows? Yeah. Sorry. That's, yeah, I think they're going for a draft pick somewhere. Okay. So, Wayman, what, what what would you do if you were, were Simeon or, or Lynch and, and Romo is going to be coming? All, you, all you're going to do is cry in your pillow, um, and that's all you can do. If the Broncos are smart, just tell them to shut up and deal with it like men. Collect your little bit of money. See, the Broncos are in a perfect position, and if we know nothing else, we know Elway doesn't care about your feelings. He's, he's operating that team or at least trying to, almost in a Belichick-type way, because all we have to do is look a couple of years back, and what happened? They wound up getting Peyton Manning. You had an up-and-comer who we see maybe wasn't as good as, as maybe people thought he was in Osweiler. So you had a quarterback that had been sitting already. They didn't care that he was sitting already. They didn't have to pay him very much money, and he continued to sit until needed with, Peyton Manning on that roster. Um, they'll do the same thing. Lynch is in the same position. He might have to sit and hold a clipboard for three or four more years, as is Simeon. He's only played one year. They're not paying either of those quarterbacks very much money. It doesn't make sense to me. Now, maybe they can get some draft picks for him, but if any team that drafts Romo that doesn't have a backup quarterback is a fool. Ask the Cowboys how that's tanked some of their seasons. You need at least another strong quarterback behind Romo if he is going to indeed be your starter, especially behind that porous Denver offensive line. You know, um, it's, it's not a stretch to say that Denver has one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. You add Romo to that mix, and by week three, He's going to do an Andrew Bogut and be out within the first, you know, minute that he's playing for the Broncos. So um, Lynch, Simeon, they can't do anything. They're under player control for another three or four years. The Broncos aren't paying very much money. And John Elway's smiling all the way to the bank. Good. Good. That's true. All right. So let's talk about other free agents that's going on out there. So other thing that her, you know, you talked about – uh, about the, the the quarterback signing with San Francisco, I also heard about Brandon Marshall. You know, the 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 Jets had let him go. Well, he signed a two year deal with the New York Giants. Do you think this is a good fit for him or for the team, for that matter? Uh, Brent, let's start with you. I I I think uh, it just it adds to the weapons for for Eli. Um, as long as he can stay on his feet. And deliver the ball to his own team. Um, I wish I don't know. Maybe he needs to get uh, Big Brother involved in some game planning or something. But I, I don't ever remember Peyton throwing that many interceptions. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's just another weapon, um, and I still think Brandon Marshall is a great weapon. You know, he's he's tall, lanky, can jump. Um, he's a good deep threat. Um, as long as you can keep them under wraps, um, yeah, I, I, I like the fit. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely definitely has a mouth on him. We got to be careful with that. So, Wayman, yeah. what do you think about uh, Brandon Marshall going with the Jet or with, with the Giants? 
And as a Redskins fan, it made me sick. I was hoping the uh-huh. Redskins could sign or Redskins could sign him. I mean, he's only playing two-year deal worth twelve million dollars. Definitely something the Redskins could have done, especially since Garcon is expected to sign in San Francisco. Deshaun Jackson is gone. We need another outside receiver. He's perfect in the red zone. Um, he's he, he's in New York now, so and he's handled himself perfectly since he's been there. So, you know, the threat of him kind of being a loose cannon, he's actually been the one to try to, um, you know, be a good spokesperson and teammate for a lot of young guys on that Jets team. He never complained. You know, obviously they didn't win this year. He didn't throw Fitzpatrick under the bus. He didn't throw Geno Smith under the bus. Very complimentary. Eli Manning is turnover prone. A lot of that being the fact that he throws the ball in traffic which Brandon Marshall excelled at. I mean, it, it literally does make me sick. You can't double-team um, – what's the other guy? You can't double-team Beckham now because you have Brandon Marshall on the outside. you got a emerging slot receiver in Sterling Shepard in the middle. Uh, if I'm Eli Manning, you know, and if I'm a Redskins fan, which I am, I'm, I'm literally – that probably is the news that made me most sick this morning to see him going to the Giants. Yeah, I can imagine. So Abe, what, what 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 do you think about that that matchup? Well, uh, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how uh, how Brandon Marshall and uh, Od- Odell Beckham get along. You know, I, mm. I, I, my first thought is is you know, are these two guys going to be fighting for for attention here? Are they going to be fighting for the ball? You know, that could that could be potentially detrimental to the the the, uh, the outcome of their season, but. Uh, you know, if they get along good and, and you know, they're they're both on the same team trying to get the get the, the same result and you know, I could see uh I could see it uh being a uh uh a dual weapon that uh Eli Manning could, could use to his advantage. So, you know, uh we'll have to see how that uh pans out. For Beckham, I mean, I think Brandon Marshall, in some ways, had some similar characteristics to Odell Beckham when he was young. Um, I think, you know, we keep talking. About, that's the old Brandon Marshall, and, and that doesn't mean he can't ever revert back to how he used to be. But we've not heard anything negative from this guy. Um, we didn't hear anything from him negative in Chicago. Played hurt. Praise Cutler. Praise Fitzpatrick. All he's done. All you've heard about Brandon Marshall over the past few years. Is, is giving praise. And even in negative situations in Chicago, he wasn't winning. With the Jets, he was not winning. They didn't make the playoffs. You've not heard a peep from him. Um, he stays in New York, and he gets to serve as a mentor, somebody that Beckham can learn from, especially how to handle being a hothead. I don't, it's a win-win. You guys Unless you're you guys on a team other than the Giants. You guys ain't getting the point. One, blame it. Beckham ain't gonna learn nothing from nobody. If he can't learn nothing from Crawford on coast, he ain't gonna learn nothing from him. Two, uh, Brandon Marshall been on Denver, Chicago, Jets. He's getting switched from his team for a reason. You know, if his talent's still that good, which is okay, but if you keep moving teams like that, something ain't right. <laughs> teams, Man, he's still want to it's an asset. I mean, if he wasn't still good or didn't have any talent or something wasn't right, you couldn't sell him or, or, or trade him to anyone. Brandon Marshall but, is still getting paid $6 million a year, you know, 30-year-old range, still has talent, still catching passes. The Jets quarterback situation, you know, he, he's not received um, passes, just like Larry Fitzgerald in, in, in Arizona. He's not gotten to play with the upper echelon of quarterbacks, yet and still he's continued to produce. You you miss one team, which is Miami. He's been, if not the best player, arguably one of the best players on the team wherever he's went, even when the Bears had Alshon Jeffrey. The, the Bears had a potent offense when he was there. When he left, not so much. Um, the Jets, when it was him and Decker, Potent offense with Fitzpatrick last year. He's thrown for the most yards he's ever. So it's not him. He's never been. I mean, like I said, I know in Denver he had a rough time. 
in Miami, he had a rough time. He, he, he went on medication. He's an advocate for ADD and all these different medications. He's calmed himself down, got himself under control, team first guy, um, and, and I think he can only enhance a team that he goes to. He's washed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get out of here, washed up. Washed up. Go ahead, Chris. Okay. So... Okay, so we've been talking about quarterbacks. There's a lot of teams that are desperate for a quarterback, but no one is discussing Colin Kaepernick. Why do you think this is? Brent? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because everybody sees the same thing in Colin Kaepernick. Um, He's he's a bum. Uh, (laughs) Not not to mention completely disrespectful uh, to the country. So... That's my opinion. I I would I wouldn't look twice at the kid. I think he should be done. Hang it up. See you later. <laughs> All right, Wayman. What do you think on on Colin? I think the first part of that um, is true. No, no matter what my political stance is, I, I think uh, Chris uh, he he was absolutely right. I, I think that Kaepernick has shown himself to be one dimensional. Um, and, and, and that's pretty much only running when the pocket breaks down. Um, he, he's not a pocket passer, and the NFL's kind of moved from that spread offense. Um, you know, and, and I'll, I'll go back to Michael Vick <clears throat> um, and, and, and how America loathed and hated Michael Vick after that whole scandal broke, and yet and still, because somebody saw some talent, and he, and he was very talented at a certain point, um, he still was given a second chance. I think if Colin Kaepernick were the same, a team would have no problem in giving him a second chance. But, you know, like was said prior to me, he's a bum. Um, he, somebody's going to give him a chance, don't get me wrong. He will be a backup on somebody's team. Um, obviously, we got to wait and, and, and see where everybody else shakes out. But he'll be on somebody's team next year. He should be. Like I said, they're, they're desperate for quarterbacks. So, Abe, what do you think? Well, you know, he uh, I, nobody really wants to to go in that direction of uh, Colin Colin Kaepernick because you know I think they, they they're not they're not sure what uh, what they're going to get with that. You know, uh, you know it's. Uh, it's kind of a tough deal, you know. I mean, you just, you just, uh, you, you hope that the, you know, if you sign the guy and he comes in and he plays like you need him to play, that you know you can win some some games and and maybe make it to a championship. But uh, you know, it's it, that just hasn't been the case for him in the past. So you know, they he just had a real tough time, you know. Uh, but. Uh, it's it's hard to say where he's going to end up or 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 what, but you know I, I'm I'm leaning towards with what uh, Wayman said as far as being a backup. You know maybe Chicago will pick him up. I don't know. Hmm. Matt Shaw yeah. just now got signed for two years and nine million dollars to be the backup in uh, in Atlanta. So I mean you got backup quarterbacks. Uh, $9 million, I don't know the last time Matt Schaub threw a meaningful pass. I mean, Colin Kaepernick <laughs> is going to wind up with somebody. Well, Kaepernick, he kind of messed his thing because nobody won't fool him with that distraction. You know, so... Well, he, already, he, said, he, he said he's going to stand up this year. I mean, obviously, he a lot of that is still thing. going to linger, but it goes away. Look at Michael Vick. I mean, there are people protesting Man. and yeah, people boycotting Eagles games. And then when he got back on the field and he threw a couple of touchdowns, that went away pretty quick. So um, if there's some talent there, if a team can use him, ultimately that's what what walks uh, in the NFL. It's exactly what Brent said. He's a bum. He, Who's going to use him? He, he can't. You know, you see how he played. I mean, if it's lucky, right. be a third. He's a bum, but Brock. Osweiler is still on an NFL roster. Bums are on and litter NFL rosters. He may be a bum. There are a whole bunch of bums. We've talked about a lot of them. Um, You know, from Hoyer to 
Matt Schaub, once he went to the Raiders, they keep making money. So, yeah, there, there are a lot of bums. We've, we've talked about it this whole show. Everybody we've almost talked about, including Romo, is a bum. He's going to like that. Go ahead, Chris. Here's one more, then we'll go to break. Okay, so, you know, last week we were talking about Adrian Peterson, and I just I read earlier that uh, apparently the, the team that's kind of coming to the forefront is the Seattle Seahawks are kind of emerging as one of the leading contenders to, to land him. You know, we know that they, they, can, they can use a running back, you know, and, and there's always a possibility that they are going to contend. You know, what, what, what do you think about him playing with Seattle? Wayman, let's start with you. I think that would be a bad move on both sides. Uh, Seattle, what's the one weakness Seattle has? Offensive line. Um, and, and, and so as, if I were Adrian Peterson, uh, the first thing I would be looking at, especially after coming off of injury, being in my 30s, is going to a team maybe like the Raiders, because they said that's another team he was looking at, that has an excellent offensive line and will run the ball. Um, you know, and, and then they also talked about him and the Patriots. Now, I might jump off a roof if he went to the Patriots because that would be an ideal fit for both of them with them losing Blunt. I mean, imagine Adrian Peterson in that backfield. Like, uh, they need to do another deflate gate or something. Like, they need to suspend everybody mm-hmm. if that were to happen. But my point is, I, I think that's a bad fit. Him going to Seattle uh, with an offensive line that's young, that can't run block, uh, I don't see the benefit of him going there. Brent, what do you think about that? Uh, well, I I think that's um, honestly on Seattle to try to tempt Adrian with some money. I, I I think he's right in line with they don't have an offensive line. Um, maybe they're hoping he doesn't see that, or maybe they're promising better in the future. <laughs> Um, but that's that's the best case scenario as far as Seattle goes. Um, I, I think Oakland uh, is is a really good fit. Um, you could do a tandem role down there, um, you know, and they would definitely run the ball. Uh, that's for sure. And and Carr Carr is a great quarterback in my opinion. I, I think I think that's a, a dangerous team with Adrian Peterson. Um, and. Nobody wants to see him go to the Patriots because everybody's tired of the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> That's just another Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think Raiders Raiders would be uh, would be a really good fit for him. But but Seattle's going to try for sure. All right. So Abe, would 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 you tr- tell these guys what's really going on and tell them that Seattle's the place to go? Well. I don't know that that's that's right. I mean, the the thing is, is with Adrian Peterson right now, uh, the teams that he are are interested in him, I think they're put off by his asking price. You know, I, from what I've heard, he's asking double what teams are looking to pay, and so once again, it, it's going to boil down to what's available, what funds are available, and what 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 they can make uh, happen with that. So. Uh, I don't think I don't think Seattle's willing to to go out on that limb. Uh, maybe the Raiders because uh, they they recently I think got rid of one of their backs, uh, and so yeah, that's I I, I think that's what it's going to boil down to again, uh, money situation with him. Well, let's take a break and we'll come back. We'll talk about this. NCA real quick, so we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. 
formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, also Loving That Sports Talk, co host with me, Chris. I'm here, James. Yeah, I bet Brent and ready for this one, you know. We've all spent thousands. Well, guys, we got NCA um, going to start here with March Madness. Uh, I want to get y'all input of who y'all think going to be in the top four for the last, you know, top four of the, you know, at the end of the thing. Uh, Brent think North Carolina. I think there'll be a Cinderella team. I don't know who, but um, Gonzaga, they, they, Everybody keep talking about they're going to be there. I don't think so. But I really don't know. I'm no follower, but I see NC. They look pretty good. Um, let's start with Abe. And then, you know, Wayne, then let Brent go last. See what he got to say. Go ahead, Abe. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna be quick, and I'm going to just say I'm going to go with what, uh, what you said there, James. I'm going to say Gonzaga to take it. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I really don't follow it all that, that great. So I'm kind of – kind of at a loss here as far as what I really think, you know. I I need to follow this stuff a little bit better. All right, Wayman. You like me, eight. Wayman? I mean, there's so many teams uh, and so much parity, especially this year um, in college basketball. I mean, you look at the top 25 and you could, you could pick, I mean, Villanova, will they repeat? North Carolina has a talented team. Duke is talented, but struggling a little bit. Um, Kentucky always has, as far as on paper and the recruits that they get, they're always young, but they're always a threat to be there in the national championship game. And looking at Gonzaga, Gonzaga will be what it always is, which is they get a number one seed, a number two seed, play somebody low, win, they win their next game, and then they're out after that one. Um, Gonzaga just doesn't have... You know, you take a Butler or those teams in the past that are from these smaller schools, uh, independent schools, and are able to, to worm and muscle their way. Gonzaga has never had that. I, I definitely don't see Gonzaga as any type of threat or uh, uh, contender to beat 
any of those upper echelon teams. But if 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 it was me, my money would be on Villanova. They won it last year. Didn't really lose anybody but Chris Jenkins from that team. Um, or I'm sorry, the the guy that uh, is in Minnesota or Milwaukee now. Um, they only lost one player off that team. Uh, I mean, you got Louisville in there. I, I don't know who my pick would be. North Carolina, UCLA, Oregon. Um, I don't have a clue right now. <laughs> but definitely not definitely not Gonzaga. You don't agree with that, do you, uh, Brett? Ah, uh, Gonzaga? No, no. I, I think... I think Oregon or uh, obviously UCLA would would smoke them somewhere out in the West bracket because uh, you know neither one of them, both of them aren't getting one seeds. Um, yeah. My my four is I mean I, I really obviously we don't know how it's going to land, but Villanova, Villanova, Tar Heels, um, UCLA of course is I, I, I dread that's the only team I dread. As a Tar Heel fan, I think we're going to walk it all the way to the finals, and UCLA is going to be on the opposite side, obviously. I think we'll be East-West number one seeds. So, my yeah, my fourth is, is probably Kansas. I think Kansas, obviously, is, is a – but I think UCLA takes them out. Um, I think it's going to be a strong year for the, for the big schools, not – I think there'll be upsets the first couple rounds, but I really think Kansas, UCLA, Villanova, Carolina are going to show their dominance. So, go Tar Heels. What do you think? Joe Barry's going to line yep. it up, MVP. Kansas is the same as Kansas last year. They, they, I don't think they, they lost only a couple players from from this last season, and they, they were ranked number one going into the into the into the NCAA playoffs and they were going to be number one probably again this year but they get down to the like elite eight and they can't quite get past that they can't get into the final four so I, I don't see them making it um, UCLA is good Oregon, Oregon's been on, a, on a, a roll they're pretty good I hate to say it, Brent. I don't think North Carolina is going to make it. I don't think they're going to get all that. They're going to get that far. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. You know. Wait and see. So well, we look at we look at these teams and you look at it. And go, oh, this team gonna be there. I mean, everybody looking at UCLA because of ball. You know, the one guy played for UCLA. Oh, they're gonna be there. They're gonna win it. And then everybody looking at you know, and they always come out to like a North Carolina in it and a uh, Duke, the teams that you know been there, and, you know, the coaches know how to win in this, and it might be one Cinderella team to make it to the Elite Eight or, you know, something like that, but, I mean, it's going to be those same teams. I mean, it always has been and always is. No, that's the beauty agree? of the NCAA tournament, man, is, is is you can't say there's one defining thing that's going to get you there. Um, you know, you look at a school like Kentucky where – they have been able to win with all freshmen, and then when you have a super talented freshman like Anthony Davis, you can win the tournament. Or you look like you look at a Wisconsin that they went up against um, a couple of years down the road, or you have an established team and players that have been there three or four years through the system. Um, so does, does does talent triumph a system? It depends on the year. Some years you might get a Butler in there. Some years it might just be dominated by the larger contingent of schools. You, you can never predict what the heck is going to happen from one year to the next in the NCAA tournament. I think that's why uh, it's as popular as it's, as it's ever been and it continues to stay popular because you don't, all you have to do is be hot for a few weeks. I remember, you remember a few years back when Connecticut wasn't even going to make the tournament, blew through, won the biggest tournament and then wound up winning the NCAA tournament out of nowhere um, because they had, who was it? Was it John Wall? No. Was it Wall that they had on that team? Um, in Connecticut a few years back um, and, and, and won the whole thing. But, but the point I make is you can't predict, and, and we all try to, and we're all going to throw you know, tens of dollars down, hopefully not much more than that, on, on these different brackets. Um, to try to predict it, but you never know. You never know what it's going to be from one year to the next. Agree with that, Brent? 
I I completely agree that March Madness is the greatest. Uh, it's the greatest show on on earth. Um, the tournament's great. It's fun to watch. Uh, it's the only reason Gonzaga is even mentioned is because they were a Cinderella team a decade ago. Um, you know, it was uh, uh, something Drew, I think, was the kid's name that hit the three-pointers that uh, took him to the Sweet 16 for the first time. Um, I remember watching it, you know. I can see the three-pointer. <laughs> um, but it, it's a great tournament. I, I love it. I love pulling for the small guys. Uh, until they play the Tar Heels, that, that's that's the kicker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 amazing to watch. Um, but I, I just have a feeling this year is one of those uh, predictable years um, for dominance of the big schools. But you never know; there may be more upsets than ever. Who knows? <laughs> uh, to be determined. Uh, it starts here in like a week, so I'm ready. <laughs> Chris, yeah, a week from tomorrow. I'm sorry, what? Uh, when do it start? Uh, a week uh, from tomorrow. They, they, yeah, they announced the bracket Sunday. Uh, starts mm-hmm. on well Thursday, but they're gonna have play-in games Tuesday, Wednesday. Of right. Next week, so. A couple small schools, or yeah. Yeah. What me and Chris? What me and Chris gonna do? Yeah. Like people uh, like Florida Gulf Coast have already got automatic bids. You know. But I see Florida Gulf Coast jump in the Sweet 16 or something, I believe. What me and Chris going to do? I'm going to have y'all next time pick 14. We'll come the closest. We're going to pay for y'all dinner or buy y'all gift card. We'll come the closest. Right, Chris? Why do I have to get in on this? <laughs> I agree. I, I can we're going to use your money. Yeah, I hear that. I, I feel that's what's happening here. Oh, I still use... But, but what, what, wait, we didn't say where the meal was going to be held uh, at. It could be McDonald's or it could be something like that, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, guys, uh, great show. Um, we'll be back next week. And we'll have um, all the stuff we talked about with uh, what, who's on what team and who's the best fit. But thanks again, guys. Right, Chris? Exactly. Uh, great you. show, guys. Uh-huh. Thank you. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 